0: Hey, y'all, this is Taria. And Akis. And this is Columbus Can't Wait.
1: Either do politics
0: or politics do you. All right, people. Hello.
1: Here. Yo, what's goody?
0: We're back for another episode of Columbus Can't Wait. We are at home, y'all. That's because y'all won't sit down and the COVID numbers are through the roof. So, man. People got to stay in their homes and stay away from people. How are you? How are you feeling?
1: Bruh, I'm effing exhausted right now.
0: Do um, no I look tired to you? You look a little <laughs> fatigued in the eyes.
1: Yeah, that's what it is. Like, um, well, we had uh, cooking with dad's. At home yesterday,
0: I heard uh, about that. Home. I've heard really good reviews from the people that attended.
1: Uh, word, yeah, shit, man. Shout out to y'all. You, you yeah. know, and um, I mean, like really and truly, Brad, Like we are in the process of um, building the agency. Like we transitioned from it being just a walk to it being like a full fledged agency, like that is serving the black community holistically, mm-hmm. and so. Like, nobody's ever done this before. Uh, like, that is in our organization. So this is all new to everybody. And I'm just being pushed and worked in a way that um, I haven't really been pushed or worked since the coldest winter back in 2011, if mm. you get my drift. I've been and there. So, yeah. So um, I'm just tired. Like If I, you can feeling, make it
0: through that, you can make it through.
1: <laughs> I don't.
0: I was. I forget what I was. Saying like the last time I referenced
1: like that. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember ever being
1: that tired. Bruh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I haven't <laughs> been this tired since then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought I would never be that tired. That's tired, again. tired. And, and here I am, you know. Yeah. But it's cool. It it's just like bruh, like oh man, it's like I can't even explain yeah, yeah. It is yeah. It's all I'm tired. the cause, but but it's not just work, though. It's like everything goes in between work. You know what I mean? It's the podcast. Yeah. It's the my work with Alpha, like on the Civic Endeavors Committee. It's with... Um, ooh, all right, this is a, an exclusive for the listeners because um, I haven't said this anywhere else. Um, I just accepted an editor role for a new magazine that's about to come out called uh, Fashion Art and Music. I'm going to be on the music uh, writing So I'm about to start writing there, um, I just got approached with a writing opportunity to kind of pin some stories about the Black history of Columbus, um, so being a part of that, and That's then dope. everything I'm doing with ETC, and um, fuck, I know there's some other stuff or whatever, like, things will hear my voice, we haven't even, like, put any extra work into that, you know, it's just... A lot being pulled in a lot of different directions. And I feel like it's all important. So it's yeah. Like I, I look in the mirror like, all right, what can I stop doing? And it's like, damn, none of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's hard to prioritize. Yeah. I hear yeah. you. I'm um, putting together a fatherhood coalition here in Columbus at the agency. Like it's just a lot. So I don't mean no. to complain. I'm just saying I'm tired.
0: Yeah, no. I hear you. Um definitely um I think that everybody's probably feeling a little down which is makes you even more tired like it's just like when is all this covid shit going to be done like
1: mm.
0: election fatigue um mm. just the everyday grind of trying to like pay attention to work and pay attention to my child who's home all day Mhm. Pay attention to my husband like and everything else I got going on. So like today I I Instagram this post that somebody had put up that was like I'm never free. I just make time. Like I really am never free. Like I really don't. Bruh.
1: Like, <laughs> like I always free? have something. Like right, nigga, I'm care. never free, bruh. <laughs> like but what do you want oh. so we can make time for it?
0: Right, like tell me what it is you need me to do and I will do my very best to accommodate. But as far as, like, having free time, like, even when I'm chilling, like, there's something I could and should be doing. So I have Mm. to carve out time for myself to, like, relax and, like, you know, watch TV. I read a lot, so... Um when I get up in the morning, I'm always like reading the newspapers, like specific newspapers every day, listening to podcasts. So th- that's kind of mm-hmm. how I relax, but that's just even more information. You know. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't really like relax with nothing.
1: Mm-hmm. So I'm People trying be to be saying, What do you do for fun? <laughs> or what do you do to relax in your downtime? And I look at them just like I work. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. But I, I think I like I'm I'm glad that I'm cognizant now. Like I don't I don't think that there's like people always like glorify grinding all the time. Like I don't glorify that in my mind. Like more than anything, I'm like I need to re- like sit down and relax. Versus being Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, I'm so busy. That means I'm, you know, doing something like, no, I I know that I need to make time for rest. So I'm just Mm -hmm. trying to, I'm just trying to keep that in the forefront of things. So, but yeah, like I said, election fatigue.
1: I was about to ask you about that, you know, because when we talked last week, it was right in the aftermath of the election and, you know, I feel like both of us were kind of high on energy, like. We felt Mm -hmm. really passionately about what we felt Mm -hmm. Like now that we're a little bit further away from the election and the picture is a little bit more clear. Um, Do you have any new thoughts about how you feel?
0: Um, I still feel um, similarly. (sighs) I will say that it was nice to see um, that in the end we did end up getting rid of... Because um, I think last week it was still kind of like... It wasn't up in the air, but it was kind of up in the... It was up in the air less so than it is this week. Like, we've had Biden come out and do his speech, and um, Kamala Harris came out, and, you know, they had their whole thing
1: there. I missed it. I'm yeah, really sorry I saw about it, it too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it I'm- was... You know, it was... Oh, while we always say they weren't our favorites um, and they weren't, it was just nice to see someone have a little bit of
1: cooth. Um, I'm not going to (laughs) lie. All right. First, I was a Kamala fan, like even when she first um, declared, like I was always very interested by her campaign. Um, I I mean, I never got a chance to vote for her because she dropped out so early but i was always very intrigued by her um, prospects and everything i don't think that she really got a fair shake in the election mm-hmm. cycle um i think that the the stories about her they were yeah i just don't think that she that a lot of people really got the chance to um engage with her platform and mm-hmm. so um i was always, i was never anti her i was very much anti biden but even with him Like, what you just said, like, hearing him talk is so fucking relaxed. Like, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I know I I was higher. I had more energy um, than you did last week. But since he's been elected, I've been very high energy. Like, like it feels like an albatross has been lifted off of my back. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, I mean, just the energy feels different. Like, I'm waving at people in the streets. Like, I'm smiling. Like, mm-hmm. greeting my neighbors or whatever. And, it's, mm-hmm. and and just hearing them speak. He's not a... He, it's not like how when Barack spoke. But there's something very comforting about um, having a leader that is there. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's actually, like, like, an yeah. adult. Yeah.
0: I think... I don't necessarily feel like... That much I do feel different, but I don't feel that much different, but I will say that like having um to listen to and see and absorb all the you know foolishness from Trump every single day was like it was like a pall like over yeah. everything it was just like a dark cloud over you know it's specifically when we were having like times in this country that were really like uncertain it was like okay who's at the wheel you yeah. know like who is going to who's going to do what's right and that was scary you know it's 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 definitely more um as as a parent you know but even just on a very basic level like not having your kids see somebody
1: bro being a bully like biden literally <laughs> said and, and i I posted a five minute video on uh, my ig on my um ig uh the um the extended ig i can't think of what the name of it is now well igtv excuse me on yeah. my igtv um but he was like speaking and he was like yo Just because we disagree politically doesn't mean that you're my enemy. And I don't know what it was about that because that's such a basic concept. Like, that. that's, you know, human nature 101. But him saying that, like, it made me feel so at peace and at ease. It's like, yo, you're right. Like, I have permission to still have a relationship with somebody that I disagree with. You know what I mean? And, like, I guess even even though I, I very much consider myself a free thinker, it was... Reassuring, if that's the right word, to hear somebody give me permission to to be civil to my my ideological opponent, if you will, you know what I mean. Just a reminder that we're all in this together. I I undercounted that. I discounted that.
0: So my thing with that, I think is. I have more, I, I don't think I can like totally relax or will relax because there's so much more like work to be done, which I know, you know that, but mm-hmm. it's also like, what does a Trump presidency usher in for the rest of like, it's just cause he's not president anymore. There's still like the reverberations and all of the things that he's ushered in that are now acceptable people find them acceptable and so i I just are they um if a person thinks that they're acceptable then they're gonna they're gonna act on them or or make them acceptable or make them try to make them norms or whatever so and we have to be honest like we we're we're still living in a country that's very partisan and so i just wonder what he has ushered in that we will see the we will see the consequences of his his presidency for years to come. And so those are the reasons why I'm like, uh, I feel better, but what's next?
1: Did you see what the Koch brothers uh, said, one of the Koch brothers said? Mm -mm. They were like, yo, we was wildin' our bad America. Like, that partisan shit that we was on, Oh, well, thanks!
0: Thanks a lot. After donating <laughs> like, billions upon billions of dollars to what super PACs and PACs and all of that stuff, thanks for saying our bad. But that's and what I'm Steve. saying. Like that's why people need to be really careful with what they're doing because this stuff doesn't just have an effect today. It has an effect for the future of politics you know mm-hmm. probably for the rest of our lives because yeah. now we have somebody like donald trump who's going to just because he's not president anymore it's still it's low-key still his party like he still has so many people by the neck and they know how much power he has with his um with his supporter base and so i he's a squeaky will. okay like,
1: it's just my opinion. He's a squeaky wheel, and that nigga's going to jail, but that's in here and there.
0: He's, yeah, so, so let's say he goes to jail. Maybe this conversation is null and void, but that man still has millions of supporters. He has <laughs> over, what, 70 million people who voted for him and who, in a large part, a lot of them hang on to every word that he says. I'm afraid he's going to get, like, some kind of, like, media company or something like that and use it to just, like you know, spend his lives every single day. And that should, that should worry. That should One thing
1: worry. that I'm excited about is the fact that I'm hoping that unlike with, like when Obama won, I felt like it was a relief and then people took their foot off the gas. It doesn't feel like that this time. And I was I was 16 when Obama won, so maybe I'm wrong. But this time it feels like even though Biden won, like we realized like job's not done. There's more to do. And I'm just encouraged by that. Like, I, I think that um, there's an energy um, that says that we have to stay engaged because we see what happens when we don't stay engaged, you know? Well,
0: and I think that it was very telling that in his speech, he said, you know, the Black community stood up for me. He knows, it may, or let's say, I don't know, there's some kind of like understanding in his mind, in the mind of his staffers that, black folks are expecting more and they're and there's a faction of them that are going to hold you accountable like and yeah be like you know unwavering in holding mm. you accountable and so
1: i know, will I say can... oh ahead. my bad. I, I will say i don't know if i said this last week or not but them democrats are on some nut shit bruh like on some nut shit talking about Oh, uh, like we, we were going too far left. We need to stay away from, you know, the socialism and we need to stay away from defund the police and everything like that. And I say to them, bro, like do so at your own risk. You from especially in Ohio. Especially in Ohio. Like uh, the Ohio Democratic Party hasn't done nearly good enough job of of winning anything or energizing its base or any of that type of stuff. Like
0: People that are in, you know, have long been a part of the Democratic Party will tell you that they know that they have work to do. In, um, and it's not just in Columbus, right? It's like where I was born, where I'm from. I've seen a lot of commentary on like the the Democratic Party needs to do more because I do think that there are a lot of people out there, specifically in our age demographic, who want a... um a more progressive agenda. And there's a Mm. lot of us, right? There's a lot of us. And tomorrow there's there's going to be more. Yeah, and there's also this group that we don't really talk about of folks who came of age like, you know, um, late 60s, 70s, who experienced the kind of like upheaval of earth as we're feeling right now, like with the Vietnam War, with the civil rights movement and things like that, who are also quite progressive they just have not had anybody to get behind and hmm. so and and i think we need to be looking at gen z like gen z is progressive as fuck so like the democratic party can do can can keep on with their bullshit and their old stuff that they keep on doing and try to push more centrist but they're going to lose
1: votes facts and look i'm not y'all don't y'all listen my vote is not guaranteed for y'all in the next election like, it's just not, like, it's, it's literally just not, and... um Well, we I'm talked done. about
0: that last week, and I, you know, I told you, I don't, I I can't see myself, um I don't even necessarily, I, I don't think that I even consider myself a Democrat anymore. Like, I voted I Democratic, but I'm just like, ugh, like, you know, when <laughs> that, that, uh,
1: the that Rihanna meme, shit. Me and that's been
0: floating around really, where like Rihanna just threw them. Out. It was kind of like that. Like, I'm sick of y'all shit. Like, I'm here. I'm here so I don't get fined. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's why I'm here. But it's not. And I can't, I can't, absolutely cannot fathom myself voting Republican. Mm-mm. Um. So, you know, there are other options. So uh, we we saying all that to say, like, Democratic Party. Get your shit together because there are progressive candidates like people like Morgan Harper, who are literally out there every day, like meeting, like literally meeting people in the community.
1: Like yeah, I wear my Morgan pen every single look on my on my jacket right here. Every single day. I had on my blazer and stuff earlier too, but mm-hmm. on my coat, I still got my Morganized pen. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't about a moment, it wasn't about that one specific election. It's about the movement, the idea that like the the government's supposed to work for us it's not supposed to work in and, and you're a celebrity or you're the king or anything like that bro like you're a public servant
0: and the power so. is 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 with the people and you know i'm just excited to just engage over the next couple years i mean we did see some like, we talked about this last week. We did see some great things happen, like Ron O'Brien. I feel like Ron O'Brien really had no... I feel like he really thought he was going to have his job today. Like, yeah. I don't think that...
1: He's Donald Trump? I,
0: I, yeah, I think that he... You know, he was in that role, what, 20-plus years? I don't necessarily... I think he may have underestimated... Um. The will of the people, but people have been talking shit about that man for the last God knows how many years. And it's just like, once you hear it, you can't unhear it. And Mm -hmm. so I think that there were enough people who were like, this man is the person that y'all need to be upset with about somebody like, you know... Henry Green or somebody like a Tyree King or somebody like a Masonique Saunders and the felony murder law that people were invoking his name a lot and it wasn't in a good way and I think Mm -hmm. he was like well nobody gives a fuck about them but it's only one thing that needs to happen which were those uprisings over the those huge uprisings over the summer You think that that's what did it? I think that's what put the nail in the coffin Mm. Yeah Yeah, I think that's what put the nail in the coffin. And um, I am happy to see him go, good fucking riddance. Um, A prosecutor is a prosecutor is a prosecutor, but we have a prosecutor now who I think is very keenly aware of what a big faction of people expect from him. He's Mm -hmm. keenly aware of that we have a changing landscape as it relates to how people think about um, criminal justice reform, um, how people are think are starting to, you know, float ideas about abolition. Like you can't just be just putting folks in jail and not have to answer for that. Like people right. are there are people who are watching, there are people who are engaged, and they will be on your doorstep, and your job will be in jeopardy if you don't do you know, what you're supposed to do uh, to make sure that people are, are, are not brutalized in a system that's already, you know, just inherently brutal. So uh, to me, that was a big win.
1: Yeah. I, um I, I said, I, I know I said this last week too, but especially now I think that um, the fact that he, lost his race and the fact that we got Werner up on the Supreme Court. like Those were huge, 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 huge.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think so too. And I think that so when we're talking about the Democratic Party, I think now the Democratic Party is thinking like, oh fuck, we need better candidates because John O'Donnell was not the right candidate because there were a lot of people that were upset with him about decisions that he made in cases regarding Uh, police violence and Mm -hmm. how that got past them and how they thought that that was going to in 2020 that something like that wasn't going to matter that means that they need to be doing they need to be like having better candidates, grooming better people to run for these seats, because was he the best that they had? He obviously was because they put him up there. But if you (laughs) talk to folks who are, you know, like I said, from where I grew up at in the Cleveland area, they were like, oh, no, we're not voting for him. We're not voting for him. And literally cross party lines to vote for Republicans so that they didn't have to vote for them. They are pissed about the Brailo case, still rightfully so, and right. like we're just not fucking voting for him. We don't care what uh, reproductive rights, nothing. We don't want to hear that. This is not okay, and we're not voting for him. And they didn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there needs to be better people put on, you know, put in into consideration. And those people are out there. They just probably didn't get a fair shake. Right. There are other good judges out there that could you know, do well on on the Supreme Court bench. So, like, find them and do what the fuck y'all need to do. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm, I'm, listen, you said it all.
0: Yeah, so, you know, that was... Bruner getting on is great. Obviously, we... Um, need well, you know, for me, for my own personal beliefs, I'm happy that she's on so that she can do what do what she can to try to product protect uh, reproductive rights in Ohio because and the gerrymandering that's too. And gerrymandering, yeah, because we're we're drawing, we're redistricting in a few years. So all of that is important. When uh, does that happen?
1: The actual I believe in uh, reditch- two years.
0: I'm not sure the actual date, but I believe it is in two years and I'm trying to find some of the other races that we haven't discussed, but we can always get like more in depth about other wins, like, you know, issue two that passed. So we'll be talking about that and watching that closely as it, as a police uh, civilian review board you know, shakes out. What does that look like? What's going to happen with that?
1: Um, I just feel uh, like it's really important that we don't view this as like a stopping point. You know what I mean? Like this is mm-hmm. neither the beginning or the end. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, it, this is just like, all right, this is what we're on now. You know what I mean? It's a work I don't, in progress.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't see that happening. Um, I don't know. I just deeply, deeply feel in my heart that we are, and I mean, it doesn't matter how I feel, right? Like, who cares? But I just have this intuitive feeling that we are at a point in our history that is a very pivotal point. And like, Mm -hmm. we can't go, we can't go back and everybody knows we can't go back. So if you can't go back, you just keep pushing and keep doing what you need to do. And mm-hmm. I believe that, I believe very deeply that people are going to do that. And I know I talked about white folks terribly uh, <laughs> last week. Um, and I meant everything I said. Um, but I also think that white folks are tired of white folks. Like, they're like, alright, like...
1: Or getting come to on. that
0: point. <laughs> yeah, like, getting to that point where it's like, okay, some shit needs to change. Otherwise, like things cannot continue how they are. I don't like how this feels. I don't, I can't, once you see it, you once you see it, you can't unsee it. And I yeah. think that so many of them are getting information that they probably, they always had access to, right? Cause you have the internet, but didn't necessarily know there was anything to look for. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what my history books tell me. This is what my teacher told me. And this is what my parents said. And that's the truth. And, you know, I was listening in the other room one day when um, my husband was on a diversity call for his job. And he was just, you know, kind of sitting back listening. And they were talking about, you know, all this like feel good stuff or whatever. And somebody white on the phone call was like, no, we actually need to talk about like. Structural racism and like how it shows up in banking and like what are we going to do as an organization to like make sure that this doesn't continue to happen in terms Mm. of people's bottom lines and how they're affected with you know how they can be upperly mobile in society and I was like yes that's the conversations that they need to be holding folks feet to the fire to have Um, because when you have privilege you have a chance to you know, change, not only change the narrative, but change structurally how people experience um, everyday life. But, you know, I also was in a line at the grocery store yesterday. I was at Giant Eagle in German Village. And I was standing behind two white gentlemen, and they were talking, they clearly knew each other, but they were talking about how one of them, like, moved from, over like in the short north over to german village and he was asking the other guy like oh do you still live in franklinton and the dude was like no i don't i don't live there anymore like it just wasn't far far enough along for me so you know i just had to like move over to german village like i sold my house and like came over this way and the other guy said oh so you didn't want to be a pioneer and my head almost fucking exploded I was like, did you just say pioneer? Like, you weren't the first person living over there. Like, you weren't the person that discovered the bottoms. Like, and you're saying this about an area of the city that has a lot of poor white folks. Like, you're looking at your people and wanting to, and knowingly pushing them out of an area. And because it didn't fit, like what you thought you didn't think it was far, far enough along and you didn't want to deal with it. You moved, but there's a privilege in being able to do that. There's a privilege in being able to be like, I don't like this house. I'm about to buy another house. Like we could fucking never, <laughs> like we could never literally make such a a decision because I'm having, you know, there's a homeless person outside my door and I don't like that. Like I mm-hmm. was just like the word pioneer. It just literally took me over the edge. I was like, Y'all you said it. Like I
1: don't know if you saw like, yeah, that, that made me mm-hmm. recoil as well. Like, Yeah. And no, I was I so see. upset about
0: it. I was so upset about it. Like I I kind of wanted to cry because it made me feel like I just, I just had this whole conversation with you, right? About how I feel like, white folks are starting to understand but like these dudes were like you know they they didn't have a clan hood on they weren't doing all that they didn't have a Trump you know flag hanging off the back of their truck like they weren't they weren't what like I think white folks like to divide themselves like oh they're Trump supporters I'm not like them but yeah. no like if you're saying stuff like that you're just as bad
1: well, they might have been Trump supporters.
0: to be They might have been,
1: but but what I'm talking thing, about I, demographically. Well, one was, like, one thing I'll say, and you kind of, like, spoke to about white people being tired about their shit. Like, I know this election, I mean, <laughs> when I was in middle, high school, whatever, people thought I didn't like white people. I've been on this journey for a long time, um, calling white people out and their shit and talking about it. Um, but Me this too. election season, a lot um you know it's bam you know what I mean. but a lot of people well a lot of my white colleagues or friends or former teachers and everything they've been coming to me as like yo that shit you was saying way back when like you was right or whatever and like I'm starting to understand and so I mean it requires a lot of endurance and it requires a lot of patience but I, I do agree that like the, it does feel like there's change being had right now you know
0: Well, and and maybe it's also just like the white people that I know, like I set boundaries. Like, I'm like, if you're this way and you are going to be violent with your with your language or your actions, like you just can't be in my orbit. Like, I don't need that. Like, you can't be my friend. So Mm -hmm. maybe it's also like who maybe I'm in an echo chamber.
1: Yeah. But be careful about those. That's the real thing. And I think that we need to have that conversation amongst ourselves about us being in echo chambers. Like, I think that that affords us a level of privilege to, number one, just think about, well, just view the world say, everybody that I'm around feels the same way that I feel. And, Mm -hmm. and like, you get a lot of confirmation bias and there's a lot of people out there that don't subscribe to the same echoes that we hear. And I don't know. It's just yeah, something but... I think that we need to be real with each other about. And also understanding, and this kind of goes back to what I was saying about Biden earlier, everybody that's not inside of our echo chamber doesn't necessarily have to be our enemy. Like, just because somebody doesn't understand where we are, that doesn't mean that they can't understand where we are and that they're not able to. It just means that they're, they haven't yet. And it's like, well, how do you get them to the point where they do? And granted, maybe the work shouldn't be on our back. But if you choose to pick up that mantle and choose to do that work, there is change that can be made even in those people's hearts and minds and stuff, too.
0: I've done I've done that work for a long time. And I just made the conscious decision that I don't want to be around that anymore. So if if that's I've been we're in dominant culture that is white. So like there's only so much of an echo chamber that we can be in as it regards to like to like white folks. I just mm-hmm. decided I don't want to be around if if I don't have to be around just like blatantly racist stuff. No, thank you. Cuz I'm still going to have to be around racist stuff because I'm living like I'm living and working I'm black. <laughs> this yeah. thing and being black. So, I make a conscious effort. Like and if that's an echo chamber, like that's cool with me, but I know what you mean like in terms of echo chambers like even with our people. Mm-hmm. Like we are surrounded by, you know, people that um kind of subscribe to a lot of the um same things that we do. They are they are well, most people. I think that I am like, and this is not to be like self-righteous at all, but I think that I get to interface with a lot of different kinds of people, um, that have different political views, that have different like um socioeconomic status, like different gender identity, like I, I think made a conscious effort to, a conscious and unconscious effort, um, being involved in different things that I'm involved in. Like I I have a very wide variety of like people that I talk to all the time. So I'm able to, listen to different perspectives um so i'm not but i do think that you have a point like most people are not like that so you mm. think about echo chambers
1: as as even a real thing like outside of white people like there's a lot of white supremacy that gets perpetuated by black people like a lot of it you know and even us just addressing that type of shit as well yeah. i just think that we should blackness yeah, yeah. Well, I guess that's a better way of putting it. You're right.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, there's a
1: lot of anti-Black, like, capitalism. Oh, never mind. You see, I'm about to go down the, whole rabbit, go down the rabbit hole. But, we could go down, down the rabbit hole. but I'm not prepared to. Yeah. No, nah, yeah. I'm not prepared to go down it. But that is something we should talk about, like, in the future.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, too, like, we haven't really touched on... The, how we were talking about election results last week, and you know, you were saying like the numbers aren't in yet, the numbers aren't in yet, but the numbers did not really change
1: significantly.
0: Yes, they did. Okay. What do you mean? You got we have a
1: 5 million, a five a million, five million vote.
0: popular vote for Biden, but I'm talking yeah. about in terms of like groups that no those that voted.
1: No. Uh, I know I have the numbers in front of me, so I don't want to even speak on it.
0: Well, from what I know, you know what we were talking about last week. The number of white women who voted for um, Trump stayed pretty consistent to this day at the fifty-five percent. Uh, now, there were co- more college-educated white women who who voted for Biden, but there was still an increase of women who voted for for Trump, again voting against their own interests. Um, there was a large group of, um, Latinx people who voted for Trump, um, from what I have read and sort of researched, um, he sort of like pulled back on the immigration thing this time. It wasn't really like Mm. in the forefront of what he was saying. So, um, some Latinx people felt more comfortable voting for him, um, from an economic standpoint, even though the economy is terrible right now. Um, I want to do more. I want us to have, like, more conversations around that, too, because I think that's an important voter block that a lot of people don't understand.
1: Hey. And
0: I think it, it it there's an opportunity there to, like, talk about that. Uh, but, yeah, the 18 percent of black men who voted for Trump... Uh, yeah. I mean, all those numbers, <laughs> all those numbers stay pretty consistent. So there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff to unpack.
1: Nah, yeah. You right there. I ain't got nothing. Like, I mean, there's really not nothing you can say about that. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this week, y'all, we're just, I think we're still, <laughs> we're processing still um, an election that has not yet been conceded. Uh,
1: by which is Trump, nasty, bro. Which that is is so nasty. crazy.
0: And uh. what the implications of not conceding the election means for um, Joe Biden being able to do his job. Um, there are some apparently national security concerns. Um, some people yeah, because say because that's
1: one of the things that happened with 9 11. Yeah, is that, I was just gonna mm-hmm. say that. Yeah, the, uh,
0: the, the Bush Go Gore, no, the Bush Gore, um. Not Bush Gore. Bush, was it? No, it was Bush and Gore. Gore, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I voted for Al Gore because that was my first time being able to vote. But anyway, you
1: voted in the two thousand election?
0: That wasn't the two thousand election, was it? Yeah, that was two thousand and four. No, two thousand four was Kerry. Bush. Oh, I voted for John. I voted for John (laughs) Kerry. My bad, y'all. I just dated myself.
1: I was about to say, bro, that's
0: wild. I'm not that old. No, I'm not that old. Y'all, my bad. Why did I think I voted? I did. I voted for John Kerry and I was really passionate about it. Yeah, my bad. Um, I'm I'm tired, John, and I'm old at this point. But, anyways, um, yeah, so people, yeah, people, you know, speculate that that whole election debacle was one of the reasons why. You know, national security was down and nine eleven was able to happen. And so there are obviously concerns about that, you know, the transfer of power that way. Um, obviously COVID nineteen, we're having the highest numbers. Um, we've had we have higher numbers now than we did when the pandemic was like raging a couple months ago. So, you know, there's a lot of concerns. And so we're thinking about that. We're it's just obviously, crazy too, man. Yeah. Obviously, thinking about, you know, the COVID numbers here in Ohio, I think they just hit, like, 8,000, over 8,000 cases.
1: Just so that y'all know, like, we may be zooming it up for the foreseeable future, um, yeah. just based off how shit happens here in the city. Like, you know, has family, I got family, When we're trying to be, yeah, yeah, I, I have a, a <laughs> Shout out to the Dreamcatcher So you know what I mean, for making sure that we still sound and look right. you know what I mean? Yeah, thank you
0: to the Dreamcatchers. Make sure that, you know, you go to the Dreamcatcher studio for all your recording needs. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot going on, y'all. So this is just a very long temperature check. Um, we hope y'all are all good out there and... Do you want to say anything else?
1: I just want to say um, that we're not done, that we're still here, um, that, you know, some people, I don't know if anybody said this to you, Taria, but some people ask, like, yo, is this just like an election podcast? And I say, like, no, this is a a political literacy podcast. We're trying to make sure that we are paying attention to what's happening locally, statewide, federally, um, in adjacent states, um, in the region, um, even, and we didn't talk about it on this um, episode, but I'm sure that we'll talk about it in the future, uh, what's going on in the DNC, what's going on with other parties, like third parties. Um, you know, we're here for the long run because we, we really do think that this is important. And the election was, like, you know, a starting point, but it's definitely not our finish line.
0: And we're also going to be talking about other, like, political issues that don't necessarily seem mm-hmm.
1: um,
0: political on their face. So, like, social justice issues, stuff like, you know, food justice and all of that stuff are things that I hope that we can tackle. I don't know. I would like to see this podcast evolve into just like a place where people come to um dialogue yeah. about different issues happening in the city, different cool things happening in the city. Like I would like to see it evolve into just like a big sounding board. So mm-hmm. yeah. And an education, a space for people to be educated and be like, oh, my point of view is shitty. Let me listen to (laughs) let me like i listen to this person and i changed you know like i've changed my mind on something that i've i didn't know i mean because because people have their opinions and their opinions may be right or wrong depending on who's sitting there looking at them but i just want to offer people different perspectives
1: yeah because like on your or what i was saying earlier is like you know like you put the the onus on the people in your life to help to convince you to be different it's like, well, you know, maybe listening to this podcast could be part of the research process where you're going out. You're seeking information instead of requiring the people that say you like to re-educate you for them.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, all right. everybody stay safe out there. Stay healthy
1: and we will see you next week. Appreciate you guys. We got some important shit to talk to you about next week, too. So.
0: Yeah. you make the same commitment that you will absolutely, sir, that you will absolutely accept the result of this election.
1: I will look at it at the time. I'll keep you in suspense. Well, Chris, let me respond to that because that's horrifying. You know, every time Donald thinks things are not going in his direction, he claims whatever it is is rigged against him. He lost the Iowa caucus. He lost the Wisconsin primary. He said the Republican primary was rigged against him. Then Trump University gets sued for fraud and racketeering. He claims the court system and the federal judge is rigged against him. Uh, there was even a time when he didn't get an Emmy for his TV program three years in a row, and he started tweeting that the Emmys were rigged against Should've him. Should have gotten it. This, this <laughs> is a mindset. This is, this is how Donald thinks. And it's funny, but it's also really troubling. Okay. Now, that is not the way our democracy works.